Hey there, what's up, everybody? I am Tina Toner from the Beyond the Body podcast, and I am here with my amazing recurring guest, Cynthia Jan from Cynthia Jan Health. How has your week been, Cynthia? How are you? I'm great. Um, I have a lot to talk about uh, from the week, uh, but I'll let you start with your adventures in Barbados with your mom, and uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll lead yeah, us yeah. To, to my story. So. Well, okay. So I don't know. Have are you into puzzles? Are you into making puzzles? or not making puzzles but putting puzzles together so I've I've not been I mean I know that since the pandemic a lot of the puzzles were sold out at stores because everybody was trying to do something with their time and I was in a shop before I came here to Barbados and I found this incredible incredible puzzle it's it's a series called Girls Night In I don't remember the artist but my mother and I we put together the most absolutely gorgeous gorgeous puzzle from this girls night in series so I got online when I was here and I decided that I was going to order two more big big puzzles and I got them sent in last week so we started on one and it's a different artist and the puzzle is 1000 pieces pretty tiny it's quite different than the one we previously did the one that we previously did has color coding in the back of it so my mom and I just split it up in terms of color coding we worked on our different sections and then we just pieced it all together so that was super super fun and easy this one though which i thought was going to be similar has no color coding in the back right so it's flowers it's vases it's tropical colors so many of the same colors so when we dumped it out it was like what the heck are we dealing with here you know it was so 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 confusing so we've been putting little pieces together and everything and it got me thinking this past week because we've been working on it now, probably day three, and we're not much further along. We have the edges together. And I've been trying to do it sort of just looking at the colors of the puzzles and seeing like, okay, this is mine, mom. This is mine. Okay, this is yours. You're working on that. This is yours. But then I realized many, many times I would be sitting there like with a total blank stare, totally confused because I didn't know what the heck I was looking for. Like, I didn't know if I was looking for the vase or the pink flower or the yellow this. And then right in front of me is the picture, the printout of the actual puzzle. And it's like, occasionally I have these moments where I'm like, hello, just look at the bloody picture. If you just look at the picture, it's right there. You'll be able to follow along. And it got me thinking about how so many times in life, and I've done this myself too, the answer is right there. Like it's right there. It's almost so obvious, but it takes a little bit of searching, a little bit of piecing together. But if we just take the time to actually look at something, we can actually do what it is that we're trying to do. And literally like a puzzle, everything starts to come together, you know? And then sometimes we veer off on our own. And in my case, I'm like, oh, I don't even bother with the page and I don't even bother to look and then I try to do it myself again and then I'm like what am I looking for what am I trying to piece together and then I'm back to confusion and in life we do that so often like we have ways that we can use a system or do something the right way and we choose to kind of do it on our own and veer off on our own and then we're totally oblivious like where the heck am I going with this do you know what I mean when I say that it's like this puzzle has really made me see that sometimes we just have to follow what's right there in front of us, a structure. And if we try to veer off on our own and do it blindly, we're totally lost and confused. But the answer is like right there. We just stick to it. 
it makes sense and it's really interesting. It's the same thing when you're talking to someone. Sometimes you need to step back, look at the pic- bigger picture before you actually come back with an answer. And that actually is a good segue, I think, for what we wanted to really address today, which is prevention. And when you really think about it, so many people can prevent so many things. And the answer is like right there, right? The answer is right there. And people sometimes just don't really know exactly what they're looking for to fix their situation. And so they just go along this path. And before you know it, they end up in a situation that could have been reversed if they were just a little bit more clear. What do you think about that? So I'll share what I posted this week on Facebook and Instagram because it's really relevant to what you're saying right now. Um, I found a picture of myself uh, maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, and uh, I'm at CrossFit. I'm the fittest I've ever been. I'm lean. I look amazing. uh, But I was actually killing myself. So the CrossFit, I was addicted. It was an addiction. And I had to go do my CrossFit. I had to kill myself in those workouts and my adrenals were being taxed so badly and I remember often I'd come home after the workout and I'd have to sleep I'd have to take a nap to recover if I wanted to be somewhat functionable for the rest of the day Um, so it's interesting because yes it was something to do that was for my health but it wasn't the right thing to do and yes I was working out and it was great but I was hurting some of my organs so prevention is not just you know going and, and, and doing the things that you think might be okay. Um, sometimes it's really seeing a professional or seeing someone who knows what they're doing. And even I back then, I wasn't finished. I wasn't a nutritionist yet, um, and I wasn't doing the right things. And I'm I'm not saying CrossFit is bad or it's just that for my body type, it wasn't the right thing to do. And I had mm. to you know today now I do the heavy lifts and I do the walking, and that's what my body needs and I know it and it's following my intuition it's following what's right for me so I just wanted to bring that in into prevention that when you start a prevention plan you really need to know what's right for you and it's not following so and so because they're doing it and that's great or that influencer Um, people really have to be careful and if you're you know if you're 40 or 50 years old and you have a 20 year old influencer well the reality is not the same great point Right. So maybe I don't know what you think about that. I think that is so, so, so relevant to what we're talking about, because you speak about posts. And I saw that post, by the way, and hubba hubba, (sighs) you look fantastic. You look fit. But I do understand exactly what you're saying, because I think at my fittest as well, when I look back at some of my photos, I was also and I put this in the air quotes, killing myself with fat burner pills and overtraining and all of that. So I completely, completely can relate to you there. But I put up a post, uh, we're probably going back about two years now, where I was expressing a bit of frustration for seeing very, very young girls with absolutely flawless, beautiful skin. They could not be a day over 2022. And they're talking about anti-wrinkle creams, right? Or creams basically that are going to remove wrinkles. So it's not even so much about prevention. It's just use this cream and it's going to remove the wrinkles that you have. And I just kept thinking, you are a terrible, terrible example because how many wrinkles can you honestly have at 2022? So I 
was choosing obviously not to follow a 22 year old, give me advice on my wrinkles, you know, <laughs> at 40 years old, 45 years old, because it's two completely different worlds. So yes, I completely understand what you're saying about following somebody, so to speak, who is in the same age range or experiencing the same things, going through the same experiences as you absolutely 100, 100% on that. Yeah. The reality is so different. Um, but speaking of face creams, um, I posted about this recently. Have you tried a cold water face bath in the morning when you wake up? Honestly, I think it's better than creams. Um, you're in Barbados, so I don't know how cold your water can get in the tap, but we uh, right now in Montreal have really cold water. Um, but technically you want to do a 10 to 15 degrees uh, Celsius water that you put in a little bowl, let's say, and then you kind of just lower your face into it and stay there for 30 seconds or so, and then come out, breathe, and then repeat two more times. And then you kind of just pat dry your face. It is one of the best feelings that I've experienced in terms of uh, waking up. Uh, it, it makes your skin so tight. Um, who needs cream? I mean, when you have cold water, Tina, try well, it. It's I, I will say this, when I was much, much younger, there was a girl that I went to school with, and she was actually the one who told me about starting, it's so strange that she would tell me this, we were probably 11 years old, but you start washing your face with warm water to open up the pores and get the dirt out of the pores, and then you seal it with freezing cold water. Mm -hmm. So I've never done a face ice bath, but I end my facial wash off with cold water. But back to the topic about prevention, more specifically in terms of our health and, and what we're looking for, what we need to be looking for. What I notice is that a lot of people will try to work towards prevention. And I think we touched on this so lightly in one of our initial chats about this. They will often try to work on prevention when a doctor or somebody has said to them, hey, by the way, you're on the verge of getting diabetes or you're pre-diabetic or you're pre-this. And all of a sudden, oh boy, I got to make some changes here. That's when prevention becomes important to them. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Like it's, it's not just with that. I mean, we're speaking about health in that case. People do that as well, even in their businesses, right? They work towards their business and let's just say all of a sudden something like the pandemic or something hits and they never really fully had their business fail proof or they were overconfident. And then all of a sudden, let's say something happens and they start losing customers. And now they're like, oh crap, I have to do something quick to reverse this so that my business can survive this. Like people are always thinking about prevention when there's a risk to them. Do you find that as well? Absolutely. I mean, most of my clients are people who have some type of disease or illness or complication. Um, so yes, for sure. I don't have many clients who come for prevention uh, or come and say, hey, Cynthia, can you help me? I don't want to get sick. That never happens. Right. Yeah. You know, but I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I've seen this before. So I've read about this before. And uh, on the podcast, they were highlighting what's going on. And for the first time ever, um, parents my age, so in the 40-year-old group, our children um, are set to not outlive us. Uh, so we will outlive our children, which is, I mean, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is. That's very scary. 
and it, it is a fact that right now, if we don't change the way that we're doing things with our children, they they will not outlive us. And I think that that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so prevention needs to start with the kids and schools need to do more. They need to do more uh, to prevent, uh, you know, autoimmune diseases, cancers, diabetes, everything that is going to take our children away before. You're actually making such a great point as well, because, and I'm sure that you can relate to this and probably many of our listeners as well, I noticed that my grandparents, they they didn't live to be terribly, terribly old. In fact, I think they were both in their 80s before they passed away, which is the age of my mom now. And I hope that she lives many, many, many more healthy years. But in the Caribbean specifically, a lot of seniors are living well into their 90s, even some past their 100th year. And life was very, very different when they were growing up. And now, of course, we're looking into the later generations and our generations. And I mean, I have friends who who died of heart attacks and died of heart attacks, some in their 30s, uh, most recent in the 40s. And there are so many factors. And again, this is a totally separate conversation, but you and I both are on the same page. And I think people who are listening to us right now are probably on the same page as well if they have found us from searching something specific. But All of the things that we used when we were kids growing up that were innocent, you know, and I I call it potions, but the liquids or whatever it is that we were putting on our windows and scrubbing our walls and all of that, right? I mean, those things we know, we're breathing it in. Um, We, you know, sometimes we might touch a table that had pledge on it and then without realizing it might bite our fingernail. And next thing you know, you've just ingested some of the pledge and just little by little, it's like, society is is killing ourselves off and now we're trying to do like a bit of a boomerang oh no this is terrible let's go back to as natural as possible so i think there's some preventative measures that are happening by people who really really realize this is what's happening here but unfortunately i think a lot of people who grew up in a generation where using all of that stuff was the norm who knows what effects are going to come back to haunt them in the next 20 or so years or even less. Absolutely. And, and if you think about it, Tina, in our generation, we start to see people having problems in their 40s, right? Yes. If you look around you and your friends and a lot of people start to have, you know, an autoimmune disease or diabetes or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. So 40 years old seems to be the age group where people get sick in our generation. And what's scary is that in terms of chemicals, you're talking about chemicals and what they put out uh, in our products and everything. Nothing is tested in terms of a synergy. What happens when you put this chemical and that chemical and that chemical together? What's the reaction? So things are put onto the market, told they're safe, but the synergy has never been tested. And there are thousands of chemicals out on the market that are dangerous to our health. You know, all the endocrine disruptors, everything in the plastic bottles, um, makeup, creams. I mean, you name it. Um, if you're not watching what you're putting on your body, chances are you're intoxicating yourself and you're putting so much burden on your liver. And right? by the way, I have to step in here because obviously, you know, we never know who we're going to get as a listener. If you're a listener and you can contest anything that Cynthia and I are saying, then please feel free to jump in, send us a message, give us your opinion, because Cynthia and I, we are experts in our 
areas. And sometimes we might express an opinion that would go into something that we've read about or we've heard about. And if you happen to work in that particular field and you want to jump in and maybe shed some light on what we're talking about, then Cynthia, we're totally open to that. And, and actually, I'm excited about that because somebody might be listening to you right now and they might say, well, Cynthia, you know, that's not true because they do test it. I happen to work in this field and I know for a fact that they do test it. I mean, I don't know anything about that area, so I certainly can't say. But just letting people know that if they know otherwise, I'm always open to them jumping in. And another point to add to that is that we're not doctors. So if there's anything right. that you're concerned with, always go see your health professional. And this is purely us expressing what we've learned over the years and what we enjoy talking about. So uh, this is a fun podcast, I think. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so what would you say as far as prevention goes then? I mean, just on a deeper level, what can you share with listeners for preventing? And it's a bit of a broad topic. I almost hesitate to say preventing disease because I mean, how do you... It's too big of a topic to to ask that question. So how do we start this conversation yeah. about that? I guess we can go maybe narrow it down a little bit. And let's, let's look at constipation, for example. So many people have constipation. And having a daily bowel movement is very important to normal health. So the no number one cause for constipation normally is dehydration. So we've talked about water before. We're going to keep on talking about it, I'm sure, in almost every conversation. But you have to drink quality water. You want to do half your body weight in pounds uh, in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to do at least 75 ounces of water a day. And that could be divided with herbal tea. So it could be a third herbal tea um, and then two-thirds water or water. You want to make sure it's mineralized water. You can uh, buy a Sanctavia pitcher that remineralizes your water, any others, or you can add a pinch of pink sea salt in your water. So that's number one, because our bodies are 70% water approximately. Right. So if you're not hydrating, you're not taking care of your body. So that's a very easy prevention tool that you can begin with. But I talk about it because the majority of my clients don't drink enough water. And I know I sound like a broken record, um, but I don't understand why it's so hard to drink water. <laughs> Well, I have to be, I have to be honest and say that I, I'm a part of that group of non-water drinkers. I do it because I have to, not because I genuinely want to, but I also realize that the benefits go far beyond just having a bowel movement every day. It's a snowball effect of negative if you're not drinking a lot of water. And I would hate to be 20 years down the road and find out well, you know, if you just would have drank more water, this could have been prevented. Like you're right. In that case, why the heck is it so bloody different? But I do, I do completely agree. That's definitely something that everybody should be doing, myself included. Yeah. And then also we have to think of food quality as well. Um, so if you're eating foods with pesticides, well, now you're getting a whole chemical load in your body that your liver has to work through. A lot of people eat you know, those rancid, terrible oils. So like canola oil, vegetable oil, corn oil, soy oil. And those are horrible for your health. Um, mm. So that's that's a, a huge piece that I work with my clients in terms of swapping over to better fats. I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about. 
chemicals, right? Uh, the soaps you're using, the shampoos you're using, the makeup you wear, there's better options for everything. Have you ever made any of your own products, Tina? I've not made my own, but I have definitely become more conscious and made better choices when it comes to products. But making my own, I've not done. Right. I mean, an easy cleaning product would be some water, some vinegar, some lemon. A lot of essential oil companies sell cleaning concentrate, which I really love. I use Revive essential oils right now. and They have a concentrate and I usually mix it with vinegar and water and it does a great job. I mean, that could be something to begin with. I find that with prevention, when I meet people, you really want to go step by step. You cannot change everything at once, right? So first, you know, we'll start with your body and then we'll start, maybe you'll look at your kitchen and see, okay, what's in my kitchen? Do I have any spices that are with GMOs and um, chemicals and vegetable oils? And then we start that swap, you know, and then you look at the cleaning products you have in your house or your pots and pans, right? Are you using Teflon pans, which Mm -hmm. are really detrimental to your health? Then you can go look at your bathroom, look at your makeup, look at your creams, read the ingredients. If you can't read half the ingredients, then you might have something that's loaded with chemicals. So it's, yeah. a, it's a long process. You know, this is why it prevention is, is not sexy. Correct. <laughs> it's a long process. Not only is it a long process, it's an expensive process. Absolutely. I think, you know, when people have spent money on, as an example, makeup, Uh, for women or body creams or different products that they use around their house. And then all of a sudden they're being asked or suggested to switch over to something that's better for their bodies, better for their environment. There's a price to pay because these, these products are not cheap. And so the overhaul of everything in your kitchen and everything in your household, it's, it's expensive. And so you're right. The baby step way is the best way making the products at home or as much as you possibly can. I'll also say that there are certain products that, and this is kind of veering off into a slightly different direction, but it it is still in in line with uh, prevention. Many years ago, I had started to develop cysts underneath my armpits. And I was back and forth at the doctor. And I mean, I was probably in my teens or something, my early 20s. And it didn't happen whenever I was starting my period or anything like that. So it was pretty unusual. And the doctor pointed out to me, it's because I was using a deodorant that had the, um, what is it? It starts with the letter Z, I think. I'm thinking aluminum. We've come such a long way now. And I know that in the stores, you can find a lot of different deodorants that do not have aluminum that actually work. And I say that because a lot of the deodorants that do not have aluminum actually don't seem to work in in, um, odor prevention or in keeping you feeling less sweaty. So we've come such a long way. So it's important for those of you who are listening that are looking to make a few changes you don't have to just stop off at your pharmacy and choose the first thing that you see. You know, Cynthia is giving us this information in terms of prevention, but also know that we live in a world now where so many people are on that path that even if you find something that's ridiculously expensive, keep doing your research. Research, find the best product for you, but also something that falls in line with your budget so that you don't have to feel like it's a battle you can't win, even though you have good intentions. Absolutely. I think um, I actually have a, a deodorant recipe 
It's very easy to make. It's not the best coverage, but it's still, it'll do for your day-to-day. Um, and if not, I do buy, I love routine uh, deodorant. It's expensive though. Um, I think it's like $28 for a small container, wow. but I buy it because I'm worth it. But that's yeah. my opinion, right? That's how yeah. I feel. And it works really well. So I'll yeah. use both. I'll use my own homemade deodorant on days yeah. where I'm just home. And then if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, heading out, then I'll, I'll use the better one to make sure I have good coverage for the day. Um, yes. Yeah. But I think, you know, we all have decisions and uh, to make. And the thing is, choosing health, I think, is so important because I've seen disease with my mom and, you know, my grandmother and other people in my family, and it hurts. It hurts mm-hmm. to watch. It hurts to see it. But that's these are my values and my priorities. I you know I'd love to be able to just share and pass on the information I have because if I can help one person, then I'm happy with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's 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 hard seeing disease is difficult. You might be experiencing something right now as a listener where you regret making certain choices that led you to where you are, but I hope everybody recognizes that a situation does not have to be a lifelong thing. You might be in a situation right now where you have a disease. I was told that I had Graves disease and thankfully with Cynthia's help um, and just switching a lot of my daily routine. I have been in full remission now for, I think we're going on maybe we are January. I'm not even sure if we're year two. I think it might be year two or year three, but in any case, I don't even really speak about it anymore because I don't want to identify that, but it's just to say that whenever we're in a situation where we do have a disease or something that we um, know we can pass on to other people verbally, it can really, really help to change their lives and Mm -hmm. help them to prevent it in the future. Absolutely. Uh, In my case, I have PCOS, uh, so polycystic ovarian syndrome, which puts me at risk for diabetes, stroke, heart disease, those are serious complications, serious diseases. So I'm very careful um, because, you know, my mom's diabetic and I have the genes for diabetes. So I have to be very careful. And yeah, it's my choice to, you know, avoid certain foods and avoid things that maybe other people love and enjoy. Um, but I, I really want to be able to grow old and, and spend time with my kids and just have a beautiful life and be, you know, be able to walk and, and move and which, you know, unfortunately, some people lose the ability to do. Um, so that's how I see life. You know, every day yeah. is a beautiful day for me. Anyway. Of course. <laughs> now, what do you think about people who might argue that there's a lot of really super healthy individuals, health conscious, they make all the right choices, and they still end up sick, or they still end up with a disease? Yeah, I think. What's um, your thought? So it depends when their health journey started, right? So if they were, you know, uh, if their mother while pregnant was having toxic foods and then they were born and they grew up in a toxic environment and, you know, in our, our age group, we grew up with people smoking in front of us as kids, right? Yes. We had all these things. Um, the, the introduction of GMO foods was done in the 80s, 90s, and we didn't know about it. So we just ate whatever, the seed oils, right? There was the whole low-fat um, phase. So our age group and older have gone through things as well that were very toxic. So it depends when your health journey began. You you know, 
sometimes you can say, okay, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start eating well. And you can still get sick because you still have your 30, 40 years where you weren't careful. Right. right? So, I mean, yes. am I free of disease? Absolutely not. Because my health journey started, you know, 10 years ago. Yes. So I, and it, you know, they say on average, it takes half the time it took you to get sick. So if, you know, if you're sick now and you're 50 years old, well, you need 25 years of a clean life, let's say to clean it up. I mean, mm -hmm. those might not be accurate numbers, but I'm just saying that you can't expect to take a supplement for a year and then be disease free, let's say. Like it takes mm -hmm. a lot of work, a lot of cleaning up. It's not a, a, that's why we say, I don't offer the magic pill. I don't have a quick fix. It takes hard work and dedication. So even for me, I could wake up tomorrow with a disease. It's possible. Mm -hmm. But at least I have the tools and I would know what to do to hopefully get rid of it. And there's no guarantee that I get rid of it. Right. And we'll even address something further because what you're saying is very, very true. How important stress um, will, will affect the body or somebody can be extremely, extremely healthy by means of what they're eating, exercising every day, they can make all the right choices. But if they are extremely stressed within their environment or a relationship or their life, their body is not going to handle it the same way. And so that as well will bring on dis-ease, disease in the body. Mm -hmm. Stress is the number one killer, in my opinion. Yeah. So is loneliness. Uh, but if we really focus on stress, it is the number one killer. And, you know, let's say someone is diagnosed with liver disease, for example, one of the first things they should do is go somewhere secluded and just scream mm. and let the oh. anger out of your liver. Because in yeah. traditional Chinese medicine, the liver is your organ of anger. It's where all oh, the anger okay. stores into your body. So if ever you have any liver, liver issues, just go scream somewhere and release that anger. Uh, it, whichever way you can you know, <laughs> diabetes has to do with, with grief um yeah cancer cancer also has to do with anger as well um so if you're angry at people in your life you know a, a lot of families have like disputes oh my sister-in-law my brother-in-law my my sister my mother does that um you need to make peace with the people in your life <laughs> Now that's that that's a bit of a debatable topic um only because I'm thinking about listeners and even friends who have had or currently have cancer mm -hmm. and I don't even like saying that word I usually just say the c the c thing c or the word. c word mm -hmm. but I mean they're not angry people you know and and some of them are very 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 relaxed and zen now does that mean that they're not angry about a few things that'll happen in their life but I don't know the connection between that and anger so you might want to clarify that for so anybody it's not listening. yes it's not because the person is angry the person okay. has stored anger inside them okay that's different so when you feel emotions it's the same thing with thyroid right and we've spoken about this if you do not have the ability to express yourself and you do not speak, you cannot talk, you were told as a kid to keep your mouth shut, well, your thyroid may suffer later on in life because you were not able to express it. You could correct me if you think I'm wrong, Cynthia, but I believe that what you're saying might be accurate maybe for, for some people and then maybe not accurate for other people. Is that fair yeah, to say? I think, I mean, I think like everything in life, not every single thing applies to every single person, but there, okay. there are 
psycho-spiritual associations with disease. And it doesn't mean, I know that, you know, I know some personal stuff about you, Tina. I won't share you know, for everyone, but I know, Thanks. I know that, you know, we've gone through, so I'll say we, we've gone through traumatic situations, yes. sometimes as children, where we weren't yes. able to express our feelings. Mm-hmm. So even if in your life, you were able to express yourself and talk to your mom and have a great relationship, there may, you have to go back in your life and think back, did I go through anything traumatic that mm-hmm. blocked me? Right. So, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot because our lives are not necessarily made to. I actually, I don't, I don't mind actually, if you put me on the spot, because I'm trying to think when you're talking about that, I can't think of anything as a child that blocked me from verbally speaking. Can you think of anything that blocked me as a child? I I can. Yes, I can. I know you shared something really personal with me, so I don't necessarily want to share it uh, with everyone. But when you were young, you went through a really difficult situation where you lost someone my dad yeah yeah absolutely I agree that that was definitely that was the most life-changing thing that happened to me at nine years old for those who are listening my father was killed in a car accident very very traumatically and I was listening to the police when they delivered the news to my mom so yes absolutely 100 percent Whenever we carry our vibrations low, whatever it could be, um, I'm guessing that's when we're more prone to letting these things come into our to our life and affect our health. Mm-hmm. I think if we if we just go back one step, it really depends on what you believe in. I love mm-hmm. traditional Chinese medicine, right? I love the Ayurveda. I love natural medicine. So there are a lot of different schools of thoughts in these types of medicines. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, old wise um, information coming from that um, in conventional medicine today which we absolutely need also uh, to work you know in complement um, the body is often compartmentalized right so yeah. your head is your head your thyroid is your thyroid nothing works in synergy in in that field um, my preference obviously is with natural health I love the synergy I love the traditional Chinese medicine so and I love the psycho-spiritual, emotional aspects to disease because when I do speak to clients, I'll often to get to the bottom of it. And yeah, there is some type of component, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, the kidneys um, involve fear, mm-hmm. right? So it's very interesting that when you start speaking to someone and really dig in, you'll find aspects of their life that they haven't dealt with and mm-hmm. it equals disease. Of course, like you said, it's not 100% in every case and people can debate and that's fine. But it's still important to know that if you're going through something, you might want to dig it, dig a little deeper. It's not just, you know, oh, I have this disease and I'm just going to take this medication and that's it. What we're saying or what I'm saying is that there's more answers. There's more digging to do. Definitely. And you know, you're actually raising a very, very good point as well, because I remember way back in the day when I had been in a a former relationship, was engaged to be married, it didn't work. Relationship was pretty much uh, over at that point. And I was speaking with somebody who was telling me that when you are experiencing some sort of a trauma. Let's say, for example, you're a child and you go through an experience that's really, really traumatic. And somebody comes up to you and they touch your shoulder and they say, I'm so sorry, are you okay? Are you okay? And suddenly you break down crying because in the moment you're at such a low and then that touch triggers that feeling of emotion. 
that 20 years, 30 years, 50 years down the road as an adult, somebody might come up to you, touch you in that same place on your shoulder, say, how are you? Is all well? Everything good? And all of a sudden it triggers that moment of however many years before, and it stirs up those emotions. So in, in a sense, what you're saying does resonate with me because I also think that in life, as we go through our journey from small children to teen to adult, there's a tendency maybe to forget or distract ourselves or put things aside. And then at some point in our life, we don't know what might be triggering certain feelings and emotions. And then we're thinking, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Or we might not even realize that we're feeling a certain way. And that could be essentially from that past that we've we've hidden for a while. The one thing that I have to say is the truth of anything that we're told, whether it's traditional or new, is the mindset and our thinking and our feeling and our believing um, throughout our life. And that I think is, is gonna be the same no matter where we are. It's that if we think negative, we're going to attract negative, right? Into our health and our body and our spirit. And if we think more positive, then ideally we'll attract that. Always love having you, Cynthia. Always look forward to our talks and really, really look forward to talking about this further. I agree. I can't wait. It's always fun. And uh, I just appreciate having you as a friend. So I'm blessed. Any final words you have for people that are listening? One thing that they can do today to prevent. Let's say the big C. Okay. Right? The big C is oh, huge. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I would, I would look around my house and look at the chemicals in the house. Start with removing mm -hmm. chemicals one at a time because mm -hmm. that's a big one and it's, it's a very long process. So one step at a time, start with one cleaning product and you swap out for well, a better one. Definitely. And nobody better than you to help listeners get healthy. Thanks to Cynthia guys. The reason she's such a good friend and she's a part of this podcast is because she and God are the only reasons I am completely in remission. I was not able to get help from doctors whatsoever after uh, after about two years or a year and a half, basically, of, of looking for, for help. So if anybody's listening and they want to learn more about prevention, then how can they reach you, Cynthia? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at Cynthia Jan Health or by email at Cynthia Jan Nutrition at gmail.com. And guys, that's Cynthia Jan, J-A-N, health, H-E-A-L-T-H. All right. And if anybody wants to reach me, you can find me at Tina at tinatoner.com. And I look forward to seeing you, Cynthia. And I look forward to chatting with you guys who are listening. Have a great day, everybody.